welcome to Dark Days Radio presents Dark Hammer, a Worlds of Warhammer podcast. I'm one of your regular hosts, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by David. Hi, David. How's it going? Hello. It's going quite well, actually. Um, it's a yeah, Friday awesome. night, so... Um... There's exciting things going on. I've been... I've painted my living room, or practically painted it all. I've repainted it again um, to the uh, dark shade of almost black. It's this really kind of dark slate colour, and it works. So I'm quite happy with that. And I've been painting... It does look painting. cool in the pictures. It will look... Oh, well, you've seen it when it's brown, but it's the same colour we've done in the bedroom. So I'll show once it's... Yeah, that yeah, I've not been in your bedroom, so I'm not going to... But comment. it's... Um, the, um, the other thing I've been painting, and I will finish tonight, is... Um, Knight Shadow Stalkers. Knight, yeah. Um, they're really cool models. Uh, I've done it all with contrast paints because I'm just trying to get through the backlog because fuck it. I'll, you know, I'm going to game with them. They look cool. Fuck it. <laughs> just, I don't care. The K-Night, they, they are. And uh, what have we got released tomorrow? I know we're probably going to do this in the news, but tomorrow we've got the release of the Vampire Underworld. Uh, yeah, I'm they're on like, pre-order, oh, aren't they? The, um... They're on pre-order tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we'll the... talk about that in the news. Let's let's yeah. let's skip that at the moment. We'll talk um, about hobby wise, then um, I've not been doing anything Warhammery of late gaming wise because, of course, tomorrow night I am running uh, Iron session Kingdom. two of Iron Kingdoms, which is going quite well. It's nice and refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, a good palate cleanser to prime oh, me for going back exactly. into Warhammer. Uh, you're still obviously running um, the Enemy Within right. campaign. Yeah, um, we are. We took a week off last week because we uh, completely Easter. forgot that last week was Easter. Um, so we're starting up again next weekend. We're coming to kind of the crux of the first book. So I reckon we've got maybe two or three more sessions till we come to the end of the first um, Enemy in the Shadows book. Um, and wow. once we've done that, we're obviously going to take we'll, we'll take a little bit of a break and do something else. Um, and then yeah. we'll, it. we'll also next session uh, we're going to have a new player. Excellent. If anybody who's keeping up, spoiler alert here. If anybody who hasn't been watching, but spoiler alert, Chris has had to step out for various reasons. Um, so we have brought in a we've brought in a new player to replace Chris, and Elaine has also had to step out, so we brought in a new player to replace Elaine. So we've got Ben, um, who has already joined, and next time we have Fiona from What Am I Rolling joining. So um, fun times that's ahead, awesome. I think. Yeah, that's um, I know Fiona's character, and it is just oh, I'm so looking forward to seeing how Fiona's character uh, deals with everything. <laughs> And she, had a lot of, she had a lot of fun playing Warhammer when I ran it for her podcast. Yeah. So um, I think she's, yeah, she's going to live for it. <laughs> I also regret introducing Ben into Chig. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So basically, like two, two plebs being really plebby. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And, and Crystal is just sat there going, what the fuck is happening? It's, it's our... Oh, but yeah, God. it's 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 taken on a different turn, um, but it's still brilliant. But yeah, anyway, uh, what what if Francesca r- returns at a later date to deal with these plebs? Like it, it, what it, it's yeah, you can come back at some point, or I'll bring him back at some point, and he'll just look mm. at he'll look at Klaus, and he will um, there'll either be a glint of pleasure or a glint of displeasure in his eyes, depending. Mm, he may be yeah. really pissed off that Klaus has taken on a new friend. Yep. Um, anyway, um, also of interest, um, our friends over at Full Metal RPG have a new ep- uh, kind of show in their podcast episode, so you can uh, tune into their thing, which is Realm of Fire, which again is focusing on 
uh, Games Workshop IPs, uh, role play games and war games. Um, it's less about from the what. It's less about what we kind of go for. It's more about hot takes and feels about the hobby mm-hmm. in general, rather than us trying to give you insight into how to run things in your RPGs. But still, you know, good to um, to uh, have a listen Broaden to. Broaden your horizons. Yep, and you know, uh, Brendan and the guys are really good to listen to. Anyway, our topic this week is the loathsome Ratman Skaven. <laughs> But before then, let's talk about news. Uh, News, news, news. Um, We've already said Enemy Within is still carrying on. Uh, Soulbound, uh, the campaign um, uh, that they released is complete. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. There's lots of cool stuff in there. There's Skaven, there's Nurgle stuff, there's everything. And obviously that leads you into more of the, and hints more at what then occurs in the Marathi Broken Realms book. So that's great. Uh, there's a new yep. PDF about hazards and adds a hell of a lot of new, it's a very sh- you know cheap little short PDF, but it's just hazards to introduce into the game, which is cool. Uh, because I think one of the one, on on that kind of front, and we'll talk about it probably more with the other games that are around. Is like one of the best things I think C Seven are doing at the moment is they're not churning out these massive two hundred page books yeah. every couple of months. They're churning out a lot of really small little things that are like five pounds, so you can easily quickly pick them up, quickly scan them through, and see all these things. The Hazards book is one of them. You've got a load for Warhammer Fantasy as well. So I'm really loving this little kind of, these little primers that they're giving out. So It's these, um, they're basically kind of like utility PDFs. You know, yeah. like you pick them up and it adds something new you can immediately use in any game. Uh, it's a very nice like bolt-on, um, which is great. Uh, obviously the other big release for Soulbound was the Beastery book, which is freaking awesome, I mm. have to say. My God, that book is filled with literally enemies and antagonists from every faction. So you've got people from, you've got characteristics and profiles for free cities, uh, all of the main order factions, every other faction. And then you've also got like, you know, animals, beasts that roam around as well. So um there's a there's it's chock full of stuff and given the other release coming up soon or coming out like hope this weekend slash hopefully we're hoping it lands on our doorsteps tomorrow um uh, (laughs) it's allowing me to prime for running a soulbound stream game but before we get to that warhammer fantasy roleplay has a new book out which covers outdorf which is awesome i mean it's just I know, I know. Crystal is, or, or sorry, not Crystal. Uh, I forgot what her character's name is now. Um, Gertrude? No, no, that's Mike. Maria. Mary. Mary. Yeah, Mary. Mary has connections to the Altdorf Underground, so I <laughs> like a little bit more connection now as to what the Altdorf Underground is, because uh, I may have set her up as a as a mafia mafioso boss. So yeah. I'd love to kind of read more about that now. <laughs> So yeah, that's going to be a good kind of like sandbox book that also yep. adds on to Enemy Within quite well, um, much like the Middenheim book does as well. Yeah. Um, so that's all great stuff. I think there was another PDF and I can't remember what it was. I think there's another there's been a scenario couple. out. Yeah. 
again I've seen a lot of those really kind of small primer little books that have come out there's been a fair I few think it's I think it's mostly is it not one of the adventures of the Ubers right there's been another one of those there's like been that, the yeah. there's been like the one shots book I don't think yeah that before so um yeah. then obviously Grim Harvest came out yeah Grim Harvest came out for yep. Wrath and Glory which you wrote uh which completes the Litanies of the Lost campaign which and on that note today yeah. the the update came through for yeah. all of Litanies of the Lost so they've done their their beta testing and everybody's come back with it and so there should be an update so for those of you who have already bought it you've got the update coming through for all the corrections and stuff so there's also uh, extra content that means it gives you more guidance on how to string them all together to create a full campaign yeah, uh, and you've got Drakari in there. I can now say it. I put Drakari in, and I am so happy that how it. I was like. I was impressed how close my Drakari for Virtual Horicon was to the one in the book. Yeah, so, I, I was so um, trying to not tell tell you at the time that they were going to be in this, and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, they're actually, yeah, you've done it right. So it was pr- I was pretty close. Um, obviously, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay as well. Horned Rat is coming. It's looming on the horizon, which I wrote for. So it's coming. Um, I just know it's going to book, isn't it? Fifth. Fifth. I think it's fifth. Uh, what have we got? I, I, um, I'm I completely, completely lost. All of I, I, I lost track as well. You were about the books at one point during the, the RPG, but anyway. Um, and then, obviously, the thing that we're hinted out that arrives this weekend and will land on a doorstep, and I hope it arrives at my doorstep tomorrow because it's literally yeah. had to go from chopping town to here. Um, uh, please, DHL, deliver it tomorrow. Um, is uh, is Warhammer Quest Curse City? Woo! Um, which is a Age of Sigmar Warhammer Quest game uh set in the realm of Shaish, the realm of death, in the city of Ulfumkan. Uh so it's basically vampire hunting in it's, the it's vampire of hunting in an in an undead city. And it's it's just and yeah. And some of the heroes are not exactly heroes as well, which is no. it is you you can be a vampire hunter who is not a nice person. Um interestingly so if you do the it's just it's it's uh if you do the maths, I think you actually have just shy of a thousand points of undead as an army in there. It's not quite that much. There's, it's a little bit less, but it's basically it's. So I've got a I've got a death force that is made up of Ossiarch Bone Reapers and Night Haunts. This is going to be put, uh, because we've got the Grave Lords book coming out soon, which is something mm. I've got to mention uh, for Soulbound. We've got um, Soulblight Grave Lords, which is the vampire skeleton zombie faction for Age of Sigma. That's coming out, and Curse City gives you a nice little starting force for that. So my my death yeah. is going to have uh, Ossiarchs. I'm going to have uh, Night Haunts. I'm going to have the Skelly Bob Zombie Force, and I'm also going to get some of the um, what are the other ones called Strigori. What they what are they now called? Um, uh, uh, the Flash Terror Courts. Flash Terror Courts. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm going to have like a four thousand point army. There's a thousand points of each of them. Yeah, legions and a gash, full on. Um, yeah, because I think like the the heroes in Curse City come to about six hundred eight points total. And you have to take them all as one unit. Yeah. Um, as one choice, they all operate independently, but that's the choice. And then you've got a unit of ten skeletons in there, and a unit of ten zombies. 
and then you've got some swarms. Just so beautiful. So I think that does get you quite close to a thousand points already. Um, and it wouldn't take much to bulk it out. So I've got already not like four thousand points, but it's still a thousand points. But I've, I've got like ten skeletons already, and I've got the sepulchral, sepulchral uh, guard and uh, what else? Something else, and like a necromancer and a tomb a white lord. So yeah, I've now got. Seems like I've now got an undead army, um, other than night haunts. Which means now I have a huge night haunts, uh, f- huge night haunt undead army. Cool. Anyway, you should have some night haunts because you got mortal realms, didn't you? Yeah, I've got a lot of night haunts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start painting uh, Reichnor the uh, uh, tomorrow to be my big I, I, commander. Yeah, I have a lot of night haunts, but because of the way things happened last year um, and the post, how it works around here, I got a lot of it sent to my work, so my university. Though. Oh right. Uh, so it's all sat on my desk at university, and I'm not allowed to go and collect it. So I've probably got like a thousand points sat unbuilt on a desk, gathering dust. Wow. Which is pretty much how most of my hobby is, sat on a desk gathering dust, but... <laughs> right, anyway, um, let's talk about Skaven. Hey, listen. Do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website, that's www.wairpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, adventurers need not apply. So, obviously, everything we say here is spoilers ahead if you are new to Skaven, but this is going to be kind of a primer to Skaven and maybe how to... Yeah, so this is kind of how to portray Skaven in Warhammer and in Age of Sigmar as well, because it's the same history, the same thing. Nothing's really changed, just one led into the other. So I'm going to just start with talking about their biology and society, because they live cool. in a society. Um, they do. <laughs> um, um, right. Just, quick, Chris, just before you go, mm-hmm. uh, I've noticed my, my Google seems to have switched my accounts. So I'm just going to mute myself and try and work things out because I've lost all the notes. Okay. So you carry on and I'll appear at some point. So, so yes, um, Skaven are a humanoid rat-like uh, hum- you know, creatures. They're squat, so they, they, they're hunched over, and they don't really stand more than about, m- much more than four foot tall, unless you talk about the larger ones, the, which are, we, we call storm vermin, which have darker fur, or the greyer ones, which we call grey seers, and yeah, they have grey fur and stand taller, and may even grow horns, which leads to the interesting question, are Skaven beastmen, or are they a separate Thing entirely. Obviously, within the Empire, this is a huge discussion because they don't want to admit, or or it's, you know, they don't want to admit or even acknowledge the fact that Skaven are their own kind of creatures that live under the Empire. Uh, they are clearly evolved from rats. They uh, have long tail, which is just as long as their body. They have claws. They have horrible incisor sharp teeth. Uh, whiskers, they uh, have a good ability to smell things, uh, their fur is very slick, uh, fine and waterproof, their skin is also quite tough and thick 
and getting tougher and thicker if they're a larger breed. Uh, some, though, some Skaven are almost completely hairless, and there are Skaven which uh, are pretty much in a very... Uh, have a state of malnutrition because they're kept as essentially slaves. And the Skaven society is such that they'll turn on each other. It's very much, you know, rat-eat-rat kind of life. Uh, so their society is really barely held together by those in power. Now, Skaven breed rapidly and they have brood mothers who is quite gross and and just represents the fact that Skaven are not nice creatures. They really aren't. I don't think there's any any way to sympathize with them as a race at all. Uh, they they literally cripple the brood mothers. They there are very few females in their race. They cripple them, they breed with them, you get the idea. And you know, each brood that is spawned is about one to two dozen pups, Skaven pups. And this happens five times a year for each broodmother, which means it is quite possible for a hundred plus Skaven to be bred, to be born to a single broodmother in a year. And of those... To me, about like a really small number. I'd have thought there'd have been way more than... Well, I mean, a hundred, I mean, think about it, a hundred of them. And it sounds small, but I imagine Skaven mature bloody quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they certainly do. They... Um... When we get into the kind of origin story, we might hear a bit yeah. about how. So, that so like. if you've got like one in ten um, born Skaven are likely female, uh, that means yeah. you know you, you 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 you've got an exponential rate of of growth of Skaven, assuming you've got enough food for them. And speaking of that, Skaven eat bloody everything and anything. Yep. Um, they have a highly corrosive acid in their gut. Uh, their guts are quite small, which leads to them being constantly hungry, completely voracious. Uh, but they do also grow their own food. The the black corn is grown around Skaven blight, and this is this is corn that has a fungus, a, a blackened fungus that grows on it. It's a bit like the fungus on the corn that that they grow in South America. That's actually a delicacy. Um, mm. But this is, you know, if a human was to eat this, they'd mostly go insane, um, like that medieval uh, fungus that would grow in, in stocks of corn. Anyway, um, as we said, they there are larger skaven, which we know as storm vermin. Uh, they're close to five foot tall. Gray, the grey skaven, the grey seers, they generally, that's those born with that coloration, that's a sign of their genetics, their breeding, but they're also capable magic users. And you know they 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 will and going back to what they eat skaven will eat warp stone which then allows them to grow bigger and also develop you know powerful magics and you know direct it so they are really creatures of chaos there are other forms of skaven like creatures that are bred especially by clan molder who are very good at like uh basically breeding and mutagenics and flesh crafting yeah so there's rat ogres uh, there are giant rats. There is the really hideous thing of breeding rats with wolves to create their wolf rat creatures, and they're they're just foul. They're literally hairless, kind of you know wolf-sized rats with yeah, slightly think, longer limbs. I wish they think of like a naked mole, mole rat, but like yeah, it's the grim. size of a wolf. Um, obviously, they'll 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 breed other strange things. There was like weirder creatures that came out towards the end times, like the hell you know, abomination and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Um, so yeah, the, you you have that. 
Um, and the Skaven Society, obviously, is it drives their psychology. They're, they're always fearful of running out of resources to keep each individual alive. So that's why they're like driven to bully each other, to multiply and attack the surface. And you kind of get this kind of cycle with Skaven where they'll they'll be a they'll reach a critical mass of their numbers where they will then erupt onto the surface, decimate an area, and then they'll be repelled. And being repelled means that they'll return underground and then their what what resources and food and so forth they've captured and 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 taken with them will run out and inevitably they'll turn on each other. So like the, the actual traditional, if you look at biology and ecology and stuff, they have you have that cycle of of growth of a colony and then death of a colony as it outstrips its kind of yeah um, things. So it follows this very very natural system. It's kind of weird for something that is so not natural that it yeah these natural paths. And yeah, as we said, they're they're barely bound together. There are there's the minor clans, then there's the major clans, and then you've got the great clan, and then you've got the Council of Thirteen, which kind of barely controls this all. Council of Thirteen is essentially, you know, twelve, you know, yeah, major twelve clans. Um... There's twelve major Skaven that lead society, and the thirteenth seat is given to their god, the Horned Rat. Now, the Horned Rat is a chaos god of sorts and we say a chaos god i think this is an important kind of thing like it is a chaos god it it's not within the pantheon of the ruinous powers so the relationship between the horned rat and say nurgle and 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 corn and so forth is kind of is is a bit difficult i mean that might even change with with what we see in age of sigmar actually yeah there's um, there, there's a different there's a different dip there there's a different no, i can't even say the word there's definitely a difference in the way that you kind of portray the the horned rat and the, the chaosness of skaven between warmer fantasy and age of sigmar Age yeah. of Sigmar, they are very, very, very much a chaos faction. They are fully associated with chaos, and they are part of the chaos allegiance. So you've got these grand allegiances within Age of Sigmar, whereas in Warhammer Fantasy, it's kind of very much a an offshoot side section of chaos, and it's all a bit kind of wishy-washy as to how it's connected, whereas in Age of Sigmar, it's definitely... The Horned Rat is a Chaos God. It's not part of the the, the Grand Four Pantheon thing that we, we you spoke about, but it is still very much a very very powerful Chaos God. Whereas in um, Fantasy, he's not very very he's not very powerful, despite the fact that he does do some nasty shit and basically fucks Nagash quite a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the Skaven, yeah, the Horned Rat's interesting because obviously the four Chaos Gods, you know, Corn is Rage. Um, Slanash is decadence and obsession. Uh, Nurgle is disease and and decay. Um, and uh, you know, Zinch is is chaos. It's chaos and mystery and 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 um, forbidden du- knowledge. It's forbidden knowledge and du- duplicitousness and and Maybe. so forth. So Skaven, the, the Horned Rat's kind of like that. Kind of has elements he, of he some of like, them, but he's also devious. He, he kind of sums up what the devious political backstabbing nature of things. So he's, he's like a human. He's he's got a lot more human tendencies. I think it's a bit lot. more. I th- I don't think that. I think more like animalistic actually in some respects. Like that, just that that kind of, or well, maybe represents like society will eat itself kind of idea. 
is very much about the backstabbing and, and the grabbing of power in any means possible, mm. isn't it? I, I see the Skaven as quite a little... When you get to the higher echelons of Skaven society, it's all about that grab of power and trying to oh, become yeah. powerful and fearful warlord there is. And so there's a lot of backstabbing going on, literal and figuratively, um, throughout their society. So the Horned Rat, I, to me, also kind of portrays that aspect, that politicking and then eventual yeah. real backstabbing. So the, the and the Skaven are fanatics. They believe in their god, full and full, uh, you know, fully through. They they're they're devoted worshippers. Now the Skaven, of course, are completely obsessed and masters of warpstone based technology. They eat it. They sniff. They snuff it. They uh, snort it. They drink it, and they put it in their tech. And they've stolen technology, and they mix it with it. So they've got warpstone based gunpowder they've got warp lightning uh, they'll use it as an addition to their magic and their technology so they're kind of like steampunk on crack um and uh crack <laughs> yeah and their their language they do have a language as well is uh you know scratches which just look kind of random and in, unintelligible to humans but actually are meaningful uh, and their own language that they speak is basically a series of squeaks, hisses, mewlings, body language, of course, with their tail, ears, and whiskers. But of course, the other really gross thing is the various uh, emission of various pheromones and fluids. Like if a Skaven's like frightful, he'll show it by you know ears folding down, tail being low, and pissing itself. Like seriously, it's grim. Yeah, um, they're, they're you know, very. In some respects, too detailed descriptions of yeah. which used in some of the, the 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 literature. So anyway, so yeah, their economy their economy is obviously survival of the fittest, um, and obviously a mild form of currency in warpstone. Uh, yeah. And society is really based around caste and clan. Clan really defining who you work for, maybe your color of your, your fur. Uh, and the technologies and resources you have or, or where you're from in the world. Uh, whereas caste is really about kind of what role you have within that clan. So, you know, as we said, storm vermin are stronger, bigger, more powerful, regular clan rats, you know, they just do run of the mill. Then you're going to get the slaves who come from other clans and are the weaklings who are just put to work doing stuff like mining or, or making food or other stuff. This is um, this is something that I feel that GW does need to look at a little bit because if you, as you quite nicely, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, um, GW have done something quite horrible with the way that they've created that caste system that I think needs to be looked at, and it is based upon the color of the fur. So um, I don't think it should yeah. Be. I, think it should I, I mean, when I painted when I had a Skaven army, and I painted my my um, uh, storm vermin. They didn't have black fur as they're meant to um they had lots of different colored fur because all rats if you look at a colony of rats it's all different colors so i think it needs it's something that needs to be addressed and it's still very much prevalent within warhammer fantasy so i'm hoping this all gets kind of i mean so let's let's be honest that part of it could also be driven from a um from a product-based reason yeah. to differentiate the models on the battlefield so and also within the magazines now so um yeah it's very easy when you've got a field of when you've got a field of brown rats to go <laughs> these these black ones we've painted black that have got this armor they're storm vermin 
And then this guy yeah. who's grey, he's the wizard and he stands out. So I can see it from that point of view as well, from a completely... Yeah, it's a horde army, isn't it? You you have like 120, 150 odd models on a table. It, it's hard to pick out the different units. Um, it's the same with black orcs. Black orcs in Warhammer. Why are they? Yeah, they're called black orcs. They have darker skin because they're more powerful. Is that really yeah. just so they stand out on the battlefield from the rest of your orcs? Which again well, is a black horde. Orcs are like twice the size of a normal boy. So yeah, I think this could be addressed quite happily when they actually yeah. do new Skaven models. <laughs> Because the Skaven models are freaking old now. They're, about, they're, they're almost the same age, if not maybe older than the current... I think they're actually older than the current line of Eldari. Oh, uh, I think so, yeah. Like, like the they basic... go back to Mordheim. I think they go back to Mordheim. Um, well, that's what they're meant to be doing with Cursed, Cursed City. That's the new version of Mordheim. It's just not got rats in it yet. Although there are a lot of rats in it, it's just not... Mm, yeah. Um and then the other thing to say is, is by being obsessed with Warpstone, uh, Skaven are completely obsessed with trying to blow up the moon. Uh, but Morsley, that is. Um, yeah. we, on, talking about playing, you were in Manchester, the Manchester I Stormlight. did indeed in cannon. build the, um, uh, the, the, the Warp Lightning Cannon, uh, which was in Lustria, built yeah. by... Uh, what's the name of the Skaven character Lord, who built it? Like Zingtail. Zingtail, Zingtail built builds the you know gets it built and then you know they yeah. defeat the Lizardmen. yeah we, we built a massive fucking two scale model of that in the Manchester store didn't we it was meant and it's to... canon it's fucking canon um, in both yeah. senses of the word um, yeah so that's Skaven in a nutshell I think uh, as in kind of how to portray them oh the other thing to say about them in society is because they're hunched and everything. Um, it is more than foreseeable for um, for them to masquerade as homeless people and as uh, vagrants in the street or just regular mutants and cultists because they're hunched over in cloaks. So Skaven actually can still quite easily hide out in the open, which I think is really fucking terrifying. Yeah, there's when I was looking up on that kind of thing, it's like, it's quite. It's kind of a bit of a running joke within Warhammer Fantasy that Skaven don't exist, um, and it's it's kind of it's and it's because of this thing that within because the Empire is the main kind of setting. There's kind of rumours of the Skaven and that these big rat things exist, but they do quite easily hide. And when I was kind of looking it up, it's like, yeah, the scholars know that Skaven exists within the Empire, but you look at the other other city states and other kind of nationalities within within the Old World. Britonia just point blankly refuse to admit that they exist and have no scholars to actually kind of look into it. And so they don't know that they exist, despite Britonia being overrun by them for quite a few times. Tilia, well, uh, Tilia know that they exist and Tilia hate them. Um, yeah. yeah. The other one. So there's this kind of weird thing with Skaven that they, they're admitted less that they exist than that their ruinous powers exist. So I'm, they're a weird, weird kind of. Thing that they do exist but they don't exist in in like the human societies it's i think it's the thing that the the classic thing is like you know the way we see the warhammer world through the war game mm. versus the the role play game because the role play game is the bits in between the big battles and the yeah. big battles don't take place every other week meaning the skaven come out every like you know couple of hundred years really and so they, so when they're defeated, or or they or they support another army, and so you don't notice. Oh, that's Skaven. Um, they they again dwindle away into being like folklore and legend, and aren't they? Yeah. Where anyway, we? um, we should talk about. Yeah. 
we should talk about clans. So, uh, yeah, go and just cover clans quickly. We'll, yeah, we'll do this very, very quickly, and then we we'll get into the origins because I kind of mm. when I wrote stuff, I kind of got distracted and wrote too much about one thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we've already mentioned that the, the 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 clans. So, the overarching society is ruled by the Council of Thirteen, and this is a collection of twelve actual Skaven, and the thirteenth place is is saved for their god, the Horned Rat. Um, they meet. From what I remember, they meet once a month um, in Skaven Blight, their capital city, and you can they can call weekly meetings to have things if if need be. But it's basically a political ruling party. Um, and with Skaven being Skaven, there's a lot of politicking going on and a lot of backstabbing with that. Um, most of the places on on the council are made up from the strongest clans that exist within Skaven society. There's a few exceptions in there. So you've got the seer lord of the priests. So it's it's like the grand grey seer um, who rules over their religion. He's not connected to a clan, but he is still he's because they are absolutely obsessed with religion and their horned rat god. He gets given the most important seat next to the horned rat. You then have the warlord general of Skavendom, who is like the most who he he rules over all military aspects of um the skaven army and then we've got then it starts getting into kind of like the different clans and the warlords of that so most of them are just called warlord but there's a couple of others who have uh special names so you've got the fleet master of clan scurvy uh, yeah they are literally uh kind of pirate rats um they're exactly what you expect them to be they are rats on boats uh you've got the exalted warlord of clan Scar- uh scryra who are the ones who like to have lots of big, long, shooty guns, basically. Yep. Um, you've got Pack Lord of Clan Mulder, so the uh, Clan Mulder are the Flesh Crafters. And you've got Arch Plague Lord of Clan Pestilence. Uh, there's maybe some connection to Nurgle there, but that's all a bit iffy as to whether that is. Is it Pestilip? I thought it was Pest- Clan Pestilin. Yeah. It's all kind of a, are, are they Nurgle worshippers or not? It's all a bit iffy. Uh, and then my favourite, you've got the Night Lord of Clan Eshin, who, again, maybe need a little bit of tweaking, but in the old days, they were effectively ninja rats. Um, and so you, yeah. <laughs> within there, you've got your four, you've got your four grand clans, which are Scryra, Mulder, Pestilence, and Eshin. These are the four biggest, most powerful clans. Underneath that, you've got... Uh, Pirate Skaven, Clan Scurvy. Then you've got Rictus, Moors, Scab, More. I think I've got that wrong. I think is it Mordibus or Morbidus? Can't remember. And, um, I'll check the book. <laughs> yeah, and so you've got this, and um, you this this can change. It's not a fixed set of thirteen uh, of of twelve members within there. Anybody, any not anybody, any rat Skaven can actually usurp a place to get onto the council. And there are two ways that they can do this. Um, the the simple answer is you have to just place your hands upon the pillar of commandments and survive. Hmm. And if you survive, you become a Lord of Decay, which is basically the title you get when you become a council member. However, the pillars of commandment is this massive, huge uh, warpstone, like pure warpstone structure in the council chambers um, that effectively causes instant death mutation and madness as soon as you touch it. So the chances of you surviving this are absolutely minuscule. So you, you, it's not it, it may sound simple, just touch something and survive. It's actually probably harder than the other option. And the other option is uh, you have to destroy an entire clan, basically. 
um, and then usurp its place. So yeah, I was just, I was just looking at the the, cl- the the clans in um in the second ed uh, fancy roleplay book. So you had the four big ones. Yeah. The the warlord clans at the time uh, are Clan Flem, Clan Moors, uh, Clan Scab, Clan Scar, Clan Skull, Clan uh, Sleekit, and uh, Clan Verms. So yeah, it changes depending upon where we are in the timeline. Yeah, there's clans come and go. The warlord clans, they have. There's a lot of competition, and a lot of the times that these places have changed, it's through clans destroying other clans or forming alliances and molding into a bigger clan and stuff. It's very, very rarely through the first option of touching a big, scary, glowing green pillar that is basically going to destroy you from the inside out as soon as you touch it. Cool. Right. Um, so that's their big society. They yeah. live in a society. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, a society of sorts. Right. So I'm going to quickly cover a bit of origins then. I'll go for the first one. So, um, before, you, before you say, do you want me to cover the first bit? Because this is the bit I did and you do the war. Sure. You, you can do that. Yeah. Probably, Let's talk yeah. about origins. Yeah. Because um, I can probably run through this quite quickly. So there's two schools of thoughts. Um, if you kind of take the empire view of um, Skaven, there is, there's, the school, there's the thought that they're an offshoot of beastmen. So they're an actual chaos faction who have, they are humans who have mutated into rats. Or there's the other school of thought where they are rats who have mutated and evolved into men in some respect. In the empire though, there is, or in like the human societies, there is only one text that kind of talks about the origin of the Skaven. Um, and it's kind of mostly found in Tilia as they are, Skaven by Light is based in Tilia. I'll kind of talk about that city in a second. And it's from a text called the Doom of Kavzar. Um, it's a 13 stanza poem that is actually written in a couple of books, uh, actual books you can buy for role plays and stuff. And it is a full-on 13 stanza poem. And I'll try and run through it as quickly as possible here, giving you the main points. Um, there was a city uh, that was built by men and dwarfs. The men ruled the ups, uh, the, the top side and the dwarfs ruled the underside. And the men had this entire Tower of Babel thing going on. Uh, they wanted to reach the heavens. Um, and it got to this point where it kind of became impossible to complete. So they uh, one night a stranger came along and he said he would finish the tower if he could put his own offering to his own god within the top of the tower. The men realizing that they spent generations trying to build this thing, just like, what, you can do this in one night? Cool, yeah, do it. We don't care who your god is and didn't ask any questions. Um, and lo and behold, well, boom, you got a tower in one night. And at the top of the tower, this man had placed a giant horned bell. Uh, there was much rejoicing and all the men were like, got this tower and they surged into it and they were kind of giving praise and things to the gods and th- at the time but at midnight the bell began to toll it didn't tell toll just once or twice or even the 12 times for midnight but it pealed 13 times and on a 13th strike lightning split the sky and moore's leb grew bright in the skies obviously men being men they were scared of this um the poem actually says manlings um because it's 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 all about I think it's a dwarven poem technically. So. Yeah. Um, but also Skaven call men manlings. Um, in the morning, the following morning, they awoke to find a world of dark and a black, slick, iridescent rain had begun to fall on the streets. It rained for weeks on end. Uh, the dwarves of the city didn't really give a shit because they're underground. It's like, well, it's it's wet up there. It's not wet down there. We don't care. Um, 
but then it began to hail and destroy the crops. Uh, so food started to become scarce for both uh, the manlings and the dwarves, and East Day grew worse than the last. Prayers to Sigma went unanswered, and eventually the food ran out. And so as things got really, really bad, um, the men kind of went, well, if praying to Sigma and all the proper gods isn't working, maybe we should pray to the, you know, like those dark gods, the ruinous powers for salvation. And they prayed to demon princes and the ruinous powers and malevolent forces to try and stop this torment. Yeah, but they they also ignored them. Um, but something did answer. Um, and what that appeared to be was a swarm of vermin um, that struck every night. And each night they got larger than the one before, um, to the point where they could pull down the weak men and women feed on them and as they grew larger they could pull down bigger and bigger targets um and they came every night on the tolling of the 13th bell um as each midnight it tolled 13 times and they grew uh, men grew more and more desperate um and the manlings grew more desperate they fled to the dwarven hold under the city uh all they found under there was noise um the men fought to the last but eventually they all died and the city became lost to the skaven there is some thought that this is how this is like the the tale of how skaven blight was formed and is kind of written as a ballad but it is the earliest record of where skaven came from skaven blight is the capital as we've mentioned of their underworld their their world spanning under empire uh, that stretches from the world edge mountains all across the sea to lustria um, but Skaven Blight, nobody really knows the origins of it, other than that it currently sits on what was an old Ave, eh, old elven trading city known as Tylos, um, which you kind of, from that, you can kind of, it, it creates the name of Tilia and the, the, the city-states of Tilia. Um, but nobody really knows what happened other than for 18, uh, 1860 before Sigmar, um, Skaven came out and took over the city. And as we've said, Skaven liked to populate things. Um, they populated Skaven Blight to almost breaking point. And being scheming, power-hungry, lustful, deranged creatures, they needed ways to expand their domains. And so the Gracies and Sorcerers hatched this massive scheme to expand their domain under Skaven Blight. What they wanted to do was kind of extend the tunnels and kind of... So this is all at the beginning before their massive under-empire. They wanted to create this under-empire, so build more tunnels in a magical way rather than do it by hand. Uh, however, Skaven being Skaven, um, things did not always things did not go as intended, and the ritual went wrong. So yeah, they 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 created tunnels, but they also in the same process destroyed the tunnels. But they also destroyed most of Skaven Blight. It collapsed the tunnels and the caves of the city underneath it. And the backlash spilled across the entirety of the old world. It shook the very foundations of the world edge mountains and it destroyed most of the everlasting realm, which is the dwarven empire at the time. And it destroyed it in one night. So this massive backlash basically destroyed the dwarves. And it's now kind of known as the time of woe. And this is pretty much classic Skaven. They plan these big, wonderful, brilliant ideas. And then somehow they fuck it up and cause chaos and destroy themselves at the same time. So, and as we'll see now when Chris kind of goes through everything else, this is pretty much classic Skaven. Big plans. Yeah. Oh, it all goes wrong. I've got some hot takes first. Um, Go theory. Uh, the, um, the, that the Skaven, here's, here's an idea. The Skaven are actually all mutant, mutant dwarves created by dark energy, and that the person that helped create the tower is a dark elf. <laughs> that would be an interesting uh, route because that would explain why the dwarves all disappeared and um, 
this but this was at the time when elves all were all friendly with everybody. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, then that bang goes that theory. Um, the fire kind of starts to fall, and they can't help the elves, and then you get the kind of big. It could be. It could. Bad. Could be. Yeah, mutant mutant dwarves. Um, mutant dwarves would be a hilarious thing. I would. Yeah, being a dwarf player and a skaven player, I kind of like the idea. I mean, it would show. It would possibly explain why Skaven have a propensity for dwarven technology as well, um, yeah. and understanding of it. That's actually, yeah, actually, that could be quite possible. Um, anyway, yeah, Skaven. Um, obviously, yeah, there's the whole Tower of Babel um, kind of thing in there, uh, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's a cool little you know, reworking of a myth. I think also it's quite interesting to point out at this point that that skaven is perhaps the one of the things in warhammer that's quite unique i feel um you i'm trying to think what that's really do you say no i don't think i i don't think rats in this way were in fantasy until this like rat men were in that point and obviously it draw, draws from like cartoons like secret of nim kind of the imagery and that the um kind of think of is when we did the the thing for fanboy three and we did the 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 manchester folklore thing for, yeah 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 we had the rat children under manchester that's kind of the thing that instantly springs to mind but it's not something that's even within folklore is is yeah it's not it's not tolkien anyway that's for certain and it's not in like stormbringer which warhammer draws from a lot anyway so um yeah the skaven later enough and they start set about doing a lot of shit yeah. um as i said that they use their magic to cause volcanic eruptions, to sunder and devastate dwarven strongholds. They support the orcs, and that's around about 1,500 uh, years before the coming of Sigma. They spread out further. They spread south. And around about 1,300 years before the coming of Sigma, they go south to the lands of Kemri, or just north of that, and find Cripple Peak. Now, Cripple Peak had already, I think, had um, Nagash set up shop there because it's this mountain with a shit ton of warpstone embedded within it because of a, a warpstone meteor. And obviously, Nagash is snorting and huffing a lot of this stuff to gain more and more power to become, uh, you know, to become this powerful near godlike entity and, and use dark magics and necromancy. And the Skaven like, we're going to have that. And they have a massive war over it. And eventually, uh, the Skaven go for a different tact, which is they they get they get an assassin, right? <laughs> they get an assassin, not one of their own, though. No, no, that would be insane. No, they turn to insane. they turn they turn to uh, I think is it Alcadiza the Conqueror? Is it him? I'm trying to remember who the the death of Nagash. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. I think it's Alcadiza. Anyway, so there's um there's a prince or king of um of uh of Kemri who I would say go go listen to our episode where we talk about that because we probably actually mentioned we probably already covered it. But the point is is that Nagash has got um this imprisoned uh Kemri lord with him who's human, and the Skaven just sneaking and give this guy. A warpstone blade, like the type of blade uh, which would, you know, kill any other Skaven uh, if they were using it. And um, yeah, uh, they they let him out, and it's and it, and it 
and he goes along and kills Nagash for them, <laughs> which is great. Classic Skaven. Classic Skaven. Um, we see this so they... maybe repeated. Through. Yeah, yeah. Often? I don't know. I can't because I think Nagash was on the pr- on the precipice of like performing his great ritual or something, and this happened. He, he was, he was. I think it was at the start of his power. He was learning to become immortal. So at the time, it was where not where we will later talk about because um, this may or may not repeat itself multiple times. So he's not trying. It's not the godhood part of it. It's the I'm slow. I'm now learned how to be immortal, not the god. So it's like, can we actually kill him, Skaven? Idea is, is he mortal or not? Yeah, and and so yeah, Nagash, um, you know, has to obviously reform within his black pyramid, um, and the Skaven then go great and uh, mine the absolute fuck out of Cripple Peak. Meanwhile, um, the orcs having fun with Carrot Eight Peaks, and of course. Uh, the Skaven are once more helping out with that. And then around about 400 years before Sigmar, uh, the the Skaven are establishing an under-empire where the empire will in the future be. Uh, The dwarves also around about this time learn that Skaven have stolen some of their tech, namely gunpowder. A hundred years before the coming of Sigmar, Nagash is back, returns to Crippled Peak, returns to Nagahizar, and finds, where's all my warpstone? And in one night, Nagash murders the entire of Clan Rykek, who are based there. Murders every single Skaven, which is... Impressive feat, as we've mentioned. There's a lot of fucking Skaven. Which is absolutely, absolutely insane. And you just got to, you just got to love it. Um... So yes, and um, and then around about fifteen years before the coming of Sigma, or at least before um, you know Sigma becomes a uh, before the coming of the the Empire, actually, really, um, the Dwarf King Kurgan is kidnapped by the Skaven, traded to the Orcs for Warpstone, and of course he's later rescued by Sigma, and Sigma gets his lovely hammer. Uh, the that's kind of the the connection where you get human and dwarves or what, like the dwarves owe the humans of the whole yeah just things and where it will start so so yes after that um then um you know they they sigma defeats a massive skaven horde at the middle mountains 100 years later or oh, you know the year you know 100 in time of the empire um the skaven's assassins who've been training in Cathay come back and so clan eshin is back now with ninjas basically. Um, and they set about trying to take control and murder a lot of clan leaders in the process, uh, which is just not good. Uh, clan <laughs> Pestilin in the year 200 comes to prominence by killing men, by killing many, making many plagues and killing one of the Lord of uh, Lords of Plagues. Um, so Clan Pestilin uh, take out Nurglich, who's the leader of one of the clans at the time, yeah. and just murder him and take charge. Uh, then we can, and then you know the Skaven are on and off doing lots of shady dealings with orcs, screwing over the dwarves. There's a few raids and stuff, and then where it really gets interesting is once we get closer to current time. So uh, one in the year 1110, Lord Vilner of the Drakvold is assassinated, which sparks a civil war. A year later, the Black Plague is unleashed, and the Skaven emerge, and that causes a shit ton of trouble for the Empire. It's pretty much divided. Um, the there's also no emperor at the to- uh, 
well, no, there is an emperor who gets killed. So Emperor Goldgather is killed. He has no successor, so that's really bad as, you know, the Black Plague is still rampant. And then Skaven do something stupid, as always. They, like, they have grand plans and they always fuck it up by doing something. They like, they, 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 they piss off the undead again. They go to invade Sylvania. Um, and, of course, they meet uh, vampires, which is always uh, fun. Um, yeah, and then we, this is this is one of the this is where it all, this is one of the wonderful things about Skaven, and you'll see when we kind of come to the end times. Um, they manage to unite random forces against them. Yeah, <laughs> but they also yeah. join random forces as well. They're literally just they'll they'll piss off anybody and fight with anybody. I just there, there's no logical sense in what they do. It's it, no exactly. So, yeah, so yeah, Count Count Manfred of Middenheim rallies the Empire. Uh, drives away, gets crowned emperor, and then in the year 1152, he's assassinated by the Skaven in revenge. Typical. Uh, yeah. The Skaven obviously are involved in the Duke in, in the intervening years. They're spotted in Cathay, Araby, Tillier, uh, further afield in Lustria. They're they're everywhere. Uh, in the year 1666, uh, Clan Skara um, perfect the warp fire Brilliant, good for them. Um, 1707, Skaven aid Gorbad Ironclaw and cripple Nuln from the inside. 1786, uh, they they unleash the red pox on the Bretonians, which also yep. spreads to Talir. Um, and in 1812, the Skaven attack and destroy quite a few cities in uh, Bretonia and siege the city of Quenelles. Um, and then an alliance is formed with the elves and they turn back the Skaven. Uh, 1941, Clan Scab ally with the Tomb Kings, which is insane, and get some new magic. Anybody who's there to take take their assistance, uh, and then that's completely mad. And... Whatever. I mean, they've got a shared they've got a shared shared enemy, which is the Gash, right? Um, of course, 1999 is classic classic party time for the Skaven because Mordheim has a warpstone meteorite hit it, so. They rush to it to take as much warp stone as possible. So that's great. Uh, 2302, Magnus the Pious, of course, is around waging his war against chaos. And weirdly, the Skaven have divine intervention, having summoned the horned rat who lays out his new scheme. And this involves actually helping the Empire defeat the forces of chaos yeah. in certain places. So the Skaven are complete assholes, even towards the other towards the other chaos gods. Um don't care, do they? They're just like, fuck it, we'll we'll as long whatever whatever our God says we'll do. We don't really care. Fight with 20, you against you. Yeah, twenty three twenty, they burn half the ships in Marienburg and they've got their own like under empire there and settlement in the marshes and under the city. Twenty three seventy seven the Skaven are like one of the Skaven is made like advisor to the Emperor of Cathay, which is again insane. Um, and then that pretty much gets us to present day where they're trading lots of warpstone for power, uh, with various people who are idiots for even wanting to work with the Skaven. And there's some stuff with end times which pretty much is fucking much up exactly. Nash's plans again. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what you said, but kind of condensed into about 20 years of Warhammer history. They side with every side except Nagash, where they accidentally get in, somehow gain access to the Black Pyramid at the point where Nagash is about to gain godhood. 
and they want to just randomly steal shit, and they randomly start stealing shit from the Black Pyramid, which causes Nagash's godhood scheme to go to shit. Ooh, what a surprise. What which a leads surprise. us into Age of Sigmar, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to just cover this. Yeah, very, very quickly, Age of Sigmar. It's pretty much exactly the same shit. Um, they have this massive under-empire that they um, with Age of Sigmar running across realms and you needing realm gates to kind of tra- transfer between realms. Obviously, Skaven are not going to want to do it the usual way because they don't want to be seen. They're, they're very much a sneaky, underground, hidden kind of thing. So what they're able to do is they're able to build machines that tunnel through the realms. So rather than actually using these realm gates that most cultures will use um, and most races will use, they're actually able to tunnel through the, I suppose, the cosmology between the realms. And again, what we see here is um, in very, very, let's try and copy things we've done before, uh, story aspect of GW and create a, an overarching story for Age of Sigma is we get the time of the malign portents where Nagash is, it has a plan to try and seize all the magics from all the realms um, and bring an everlasting death to all the realms so everlasting life to everybody as he sees it but effectively everyone dies and you become a, a zombie or a skeleton and he builds again a black pyramid this time it's upside down um, but it's built out of pure realm stone that he has brought from the edge of uh, the realm of Shaiish and it's in the centre of Nagashizar, which is in the direct centre of Shaiish itself, which I find pretty weird because the realms are technically meant to be infinite in scope. But anyway, um, so we've got the Skavens who are able to tunnel through the realm, um, and they are trying to t- they're trying to tunnel into Shaiish to join one of the great battles that is happening as uh, Sigmar and the Orcs and the Deepkin and the Dwarden and things. They're all trying to kind of stop Nagash from doing this really bad thing uh, and the Skaven kind of just went let's, let's join in and they accidentally burrow into the Black Pyramid again um, <laughs> and lone, lone Clan Eshin, not Clan Eshin because the clans don't technically exist in the traditional sense of the word a lone assassin is is left in the tunnels and uh, he's kind of just wandering around and he just wanders around and sees these shiny crystals in the wall and he decides he wants to nick them and so he nicks these crystals that are in the wall and this just so happens to be at the apex of Nagash's grand plan to turn all of the realms into the realm of death um, and he caused the ritual to fail and the the the, the, the ritual failed and this is, causes the massive necroquake um, and the beginning of the soul wall soul wars which is where the current situation is in the asia universe uh, nagash is basically ra- raging war over everything but broken realms is the new kind of lead up to the next storyline so we're starting to see a change here um so basically it's it's kind of a a, a mini condensed version of the end times but in an age of sigma kind of grander setting and now they're moving on from that um and i'm hoping within broken realms that they're not going to pull the same trick um, we're seeing it very differently. We've got Teclas has turned up. Uh, we've got these new souls, uh, graveyard, soul blight graveyards, or whatever they call it, grave lords, who are effectively a new vampire army. So I'm hoping we're going to see some kind of moving on with that. But also, the other major thing within Age of Sigma, I mentioned it before, is they are now a chaos pantheon. Uh, the Horned Rat is definitely a chaos god. Even though their tactics and the way they think is very much kind of more to me a destruction force, they're literally pure mental go out and just do weird shit kind of thing. But there's a malevolent 
intelligence behind what they do. So they're kind of more connected to chaos. Um, as yeah. you've written, yeah, yeah Thranquil uh, survived somehow because Thranquil is fucking mental. Um, but also his arch enemy survived, as again, uh, and our, our, our erstwhile mental killer dwarf has survived. So I'm expecting to see a, a nice meltdown with Thanquil and Gotrek. Um, but it's yeah, um, that's kind of ages. It's, it's interesting. It's very how... much the. the... Yeah, I was gonna say, it's interesting how they're, they're the least changed of all the factions in from Warhammer to yeah, Age of Sigmar. It's also on, it's not just in the, in the kind of like history; it's also in the models. They really need to change some of those models, update. Yeah, them. I think uh, I think the reason for that is obviously they're they're quite. It's because the, the they were the of everything in Warhammer Fantasy. They're the most um, distinct in terms of intellectual property. There's no, there's no IP issues with other kind of fantasy worlds, is there? No. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Skaven fucking over Nagash is just classic, completely brilliant. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted, especially now we've got this whole um, like the Age of Sigmar setting, and we've got Sky Pirate Dwarves. I really want to see Sky Pirate Skaven. I really yeah. in the skies with flying ships. That I don't know if they've got the propensity to fly them. <laughs> they only occasionally fly, um, obviously, um, and it's just like you spend most of the game trying to keep them, and then you just do just dive onto things and let them die that way. So, okay, um, how do we use them in our games? Right, obviously, protagonist is uh, antagonist is the main thing. Um, Skaven are schemers. Um, you likely won't see them directly initially in your stories. I think it's always good to keep them uh, yeah. lurking in the background. Uh, you will note that within um, definitely in certain books uh, and stuff upcoming. Um, you know, it's always been in classic books anyway. There are also human cults to Skaven. They, you know, humans will sharpen their teeth and try to be more Skaven-like. They see Skaven as something above them, or they, or, or there's cults who are stupid enough and barter with the Skaven and for power yeah. rather than going within, to the ruinous powers. Within Warhammer Fantasy, you could get this dumb trader from somewhere in the Empire who is trying to make it big and kind of gets caught in the wrong, wrong deal with some Skaven quite easily. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely I would have Skaven, as we said, they can easily hide in plain sight in some yeah. respects. Uh, hide in the background, they're good assassins, they could be hired by other parties, working for, for Chaos Cults, or working for, I, I, I guess, also working for Orcs, maybe, or Beastmen. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, they, they will work with anybody as long as it means I don't think they're afraid to use anybody for their own means. Yeah. Um, I think they would be, for a comedy of errors type thing, I think it would be always worthwhile for having Skaven to go <laughs> to inadvertently, your Skaven antagonist to inadvertently go up against the undead. And that might be a very good way of actually having a story where the Skaven are the main bad guys and your player characters have to ally with the undead. And again, that's um, something you see. You, see. You, yeah. you see this in Age of Sigmar and Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, humans and the Empire will side sometimes with certain factions of the of the undead. Yeah, so. I think I, th I don't <laughs> think actually. I was just thinking. I don't think Skaven Skaven when they die. I don't think their bodies are actually the best source of a no. skeletons for undead because I think they're just too warped 
uh, to yeah, so the powers of the of the uh, horn track. The other things, they're not going to form ghosts. So I don't think I don't think their soul. I think their souls are already bound to the horned rat, which is why yeah, mostly Nagash has no fucking interest in them. Yeah, there's a whole thing in Warhammer Fantasy about why you don't see anything other than human skeletons. It's dwarves don't believe in magic and have no connection to that thing, so there are no souls and bodies for them to rise up. Skaven and Chaos people are already connected to a god and the undeath powers can't unbind them from those those places. So there's there is a thing in that. It's a little bit less true within Age of Sigmar. Um, Skaven so bones though mostly get eaten by other Skaven. That's the other thing. That's the so other thing. Nothing, yeah, nobody. Nothing's left behind. <laughs> Bastards. Horrible. I, I also, I think with, with Skaven's in RPG is I I think one thing that could be really fun, which could really mess with your players, is is the fact that as you've seen here, Skaven they have these grand wonderful plans that they make and you are trying to stop one of these grand wonderful lines. You might not know it's Skaven, but when you kind of get to that crux point, Skaven being Skaven, they'll fuck it up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You can bring them into this grand conspiracy thing and then at the end and just, just cause absolute fucking mayhem and have the plan go wrong and then see how your players deal with it. I yeah. think that could be quite a fun fun thing to play with. There are also a good bait and switch involving anything to do with mutants and beastmen and creatures of chaos, uh, especially when you have uh, people of the Empire having to go into the sewers and chase after things. Uh, you could easily have a Skaven uh, antagonist turn up, and again, you can be kind of like, well, you don't really see what it is, and... You know, again, leave that nothing scary down in them. Their sewers, just ask Klaus and Eric. They're they're perfectly yeah. happy with going down into the sewers and and chasing voices that they hear in the sewers. But you definitely nothing... can have that element of um of doubt about what's in the sewers. Um. Oh, the other important thing with using an RPG is also remember is that Skaven a wonderful, wonderful route for in your stories to really make use of all the disease rules within uh, Warhammer or Age of Sigma, because, of course, um, Skaven are just loathsome disease-carrying pests. <laughs> um, and so those wounds, those what you think is, is that a flesh wound, can become quite, you know, necrotic. It nipped on the ankle. Oh, I'm all right. It's just a nip on the ankle. It's like, uh, no, it's gangrenous leg falling off nastiness. I think also, uh, as you put in, you put in the notes. I think play-wise, you can go from really like you can go from that whole thing of like, oh, it's that one or two sneaky little buggers out there, assassins, spies, yeah. uh, saboteurs, and and tainting the the the, the well water or whatever. But then as your campaign or whatever you're running goes on, you can ramp up to it's a full fucking horde of Skaven, right? You've come across an entire clan, a small clan of Skaven that just so happens to be thousands of clan rats running around. Clan rats are things that are easily to kill, but they're usually led by something a lot bigger and scarier. So you can think... you can scale Skaven so so well. And I think the other thing then that's important about them is actually their their society is a dark reflection of human society. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's an important thing because it's like, you know, we we have certain morals about working together to to benefit each other, to build a society, to to work in harmony. And they're just none of that. They're each out for themselves, yet together out to eat everything. And that's just completely the opposite of, of one, humanity. 
weirdly for me within the Warhammer, especially within the Warhammer fantasy universe, not so much in Age of Sigma because we there's not really enough about them in Age of Sigma at the moment. But in Warhammer fantasy, to me, they are probably the most terrifying race that exists. Oh yeah, because it's so it, it's that underground, hidden, unknown terror. Yeah, the Chaos Gods—they're very, very distinct. Corn is going to rip your head off. Nurgle's going to make you rot to death. Uh, Slanesh is going to pervert you to death. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, and Zinch is just going to warp your mind, and you're going to be on a space trip to to hell. Whereas Skaven is like—you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to die. You don't know when it's going to happen. And it's just that horrible, oh, yeah. scratchy, clawy sound at the back of your mind. And at some point it will kill you and you just don't know how or when. To me, there's, there's a lot more horror within Skaven than there is to a lot of other stuff within fantasy. So I think that's... there's definitely, I think horror of, of rats is obviously, um, yeah. I think it's baked into us as humans anyway, because it's the same kind of thing about, you know, how we're, how we feel about um, certain insects and so forth. It's just kind of that primal fear of, of disease-carrying creatures. As well, so there's that yeah. connection there. Anyway, you've you've put something here, and I got onto this, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, yeah, you could play as Skaven. Now, I've got here, sat next to me, is Children of the Horned Rat, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, second edition. So obviously, you can still get hold of these books as PDFs, or you can find it on eBay, obviously. Um, and uh yeah you you have got advanced schemes for all the basic careers all the you could be an apprentice gracier you could be a blackscaping you could be a clan rat you could be a pack master you could be a slave so basically that there is a section of this book the end part of the book is creating scaven characters and playing as them right so um that's interesting and i'm sure age of sigma soulbound will have rules at some point for playing Skaven in the Chaos book when they do it. But I think you've got to be in the right mindset because first of all, you're going to be playing some of the most horrific creatures going in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a nice game. They are going to claw... You, you, you're going to eat humans at some point, I, I think. That has to be said. You're going to eat a person um, uh, or other Skaven. Okay. I would say, think about it like you, you, you're going to be playing a Drukhari from Warhammer 40k, but it's going to be a lot fucking worse. Yeah. It's going to be it, this, this overarching political thing where people stab each other bloodily in the back. That's going to be your everyday, hour by hour life. And then there's going to be other weird shit and nasty shit that's happening within it. So it's going to be pretty foul. Um, yeah. I think. Also, within the same thing, be absolutely hilarious because Skaven always fuck up. Yeah, and this is why I say it's like it's kind of like a, a really dark like sabbat game in Vampire or playing um really a game that's all about you know where PvP is is open season, you know, like yeah. you are gonna kill like you kill think, other player I think, characters. I think Morkborg would work quite well. The idea <laughs> behind Morkborg would work quite well with Skaven because again that's kind of it's a very dark, twisted world in Morkborg and a very dark fantasy where pretty much anything goes and you're out you're out for yourself and the only reason you've got play people around you is because you can use them to gain to, to move up in your own standings and stuff. So I think I think Morkborg could like that kind of setting could work quite well as well. There's gonna be basically a lot of dark comedy in humor because Skaven are kind of funny. But the thing is, remember that Skaven are equally horrific, if not more so, than they are funny. 
Um, and I'd happily run a game of it, but it would have to be with the right players. Yeah, like, yeah. Where we've all worked together to kind of define our boundaries. Yeah, as to definitely. What we can do here, so. And I mean, you can. I, I would say also because we talked, we were talking about brood mothers. I actually think I was just like thinking like you could mostly be kind of gender non-specific with Skaven as well because you know you're just a Skaven. There's a difference between if you're a Skaven that can breed and a Skaven you're not able to breed just due to the fact that you might just have your your parts just don't work because you're Skaven. You know, shit happens. You're weird mutant Skaven space people. Break. You're asexual. You're a space marine rat man. But yeah, it it would be a very horrific, uh, bloody, um, funny, but bloody and brutal game. Um, by all means, think about it, explore it. I wouldn't know where quite to begin writing a scenario, but I think the whole point would be you have to allow players to turn on each other. Though, I mean, yeah. if you can come up with a good reason that they don't turn on each other, then that's that's better, I think, and would... And then actually, it's more about how they plan as a group to backstab everyone else and eat them. I think it's that Morkborg idea um, that you are at some point going to plan the backstab, but that's going to happen after the game has finished. And the oh god, you're all just Skaven born from the same brood mother. There you go. That's your group template. Yeah. You're all um, together. You've been thrown into the same cast system and the same maybe the warrior group or something. You're kind of trying to have to survive, going through a, a series of trials to make sure that you do survive the first few weeks of your life. Actually, thinking about that, there is actually this is a weird thing. There's a, there's a there's an RPG I forget its name where you are playing uh, effectively Gretchen or Grotz as they're now called, um, or what are they called in fantasy now? Gits, um, where you you are born in an orc encampment, and the entire idea of the game is you survive the day without being eaten by because you're a goblin in an orc encampment. I think James has that RPG. Kind of like... It's it's goblins in the kitchen, and you basically randomly generate new goblins so they die in humorous ways in the kitchen, um, which we really need to play at some point. Um, yeah. You could use that kind of idea with Skaven to something, yeah. I think. Make, make it that side of it rather than the other dark side of it. Yeah. It's... Now, as for other things to do with Skaven in games, um, if we're looking at the old world, obviously, depending upon where you set it as well, Skaven will be maybe more prominent than you would think. Yeah. So if you're setting it in Talir, you can really make Skaven more of a thing. And Skaven would work into the politics of various other city-states of Talir because it's that Venetian kind of s- scheming and vendettas uh that works really well stalia to uh yeah. cathay obviously has a really you could go for a really cool vibe with that kind of yeah i, I think tiger hidden skaven um <laughs> I, I i think skaven would work really well in those stuff um because we've got what horned rat coming out soon for enemy within and they're quite yeah, well, yeah. quite a well-established system and idea within the empire but if you look at Bretonia, Estalia, and Tilia, and Cafe, and Araby, and stuff like that, I think there's a lot more scope as to kind of how you can use them to interact with it. Um, I mean, I would definitely it, look it, to. They're definitely, of... a, they're definitely a fun enemy. Um, they're obviously they make yeah. a great antagonist if you're playing a game of Warhammer where you're the Chaos Cultists. Oh yeah, because they're the they're the other they're the other bad guys. Um, um, 
guy is is the bad guy of the bad guy my better? No, they're not your friends. These are never your friends. Never trust a Skaven. I was not say is is the enemy of my enemy my my worst enemy or my not so worst enemy? Which one is less likely to kill me first? I would I think if I was playing a Warhammer cultist to like Zinch or something, I'd sooner sell out like another human cult than barter with Skaven. Um, oh god, yeah. Fuck, fuck the Skaven. So that's I think the take home is Skaven are gross. Skaven are gross. Skaven are terrifying. Uh, they're funny, but they're still completely gross. And they'll stab you in the back at any given chance that they can. And I think they have a really good element of that uncanny valley meets disease yeah. meets mutation in in a weird I, way. I think that's the, actually a key point you've hit on there, the uncanny valley, because there is some, um, I think I mentioned it in the Discord at some point, um, to me there is something very human about the Skaven. Yeah, that's the, the dark mirror to our society, yeah, like dog, dog things, yeah. like... They're yeah, just gross. Uncanny Valley, but yeah, gross. Anyway, right. eyes. That brings us to the end of this episode. Um, if you like what we were talking about, have any other insight into um, into Skaven or what you would do with them, um, you, you can email us. Skaven Run Game. Yeah, you can email us at uh, darkdaysradio at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter, on Instagram, at darkdaysradio. You can find us on Facebook. You can join us on Discord. Uh, you can follow our games on Gehenna Gaming and on Darker Days Radio. So we've got Warhammer and Iron Kingdoms and other games. You can see YouTube stuff. Uh, we've got new events uh, being planned. Uh, I'm in process of planning some stuff, online events, because yeah, that's what we do. Well, so... Um... Um, so I think that's pretty much everything for this episode. Um uh, tour of grossness. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Dark Days Radio and we'll say, and Dark Hammer and we'll see you next time. So goodbye. Goodbye. See you later.